0: So just to make sure that you are in the right breakout session, we are going to cover the eight goals of children's ministry today. Is everyone in the correct spot? Alright, so for those of you that do not know me, my name is Vicki Highfield. I see some new faces out there, um, but um, I am from Columbus, Ohio. I attend New Beginnings Church about 20 minutes south of here, and um, my husband and I are the children's leaders. We've been the children's leaders probably... 25 years, 23 years, they all run together now. <laughs> but, but anyways, um, I have taught at New Beginnings Christian School for 29 years. This is the first year that I've not been in the classroom. Um, I've taken over the daycare and school as head of school um, and daycare. So I'm now in a complete administrative role. I do sub though occasionally to get um, to stay in the classroom. But as I said, my husband and I have been married for 27 years. He's actually in here right now. You'll see a nice picture of him here in a second. Oh, is my clicker not going to work? It was working. Oh, there we go. Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. All right, there's my husband. Um, Like I said, we have been married for 27 years. We've been together 31. Um, We have three biological children. I say we have four children now because my oldest son, um, Trey Allen right here, got married in October to my new daughter-in-law Danielle so I now have four children Um, Noah Highfield um, is 21 Trey Allen is 24 Danielle um, is 24 as well they work at Children's Hospital Noah is a junior almost senior at Otterbein University majoring in chemistry hopefully planning to go to high State for dental school Um, Rebecca is graduating from New Hope Christian Academy she turns 18 next month and there's my family Family. So um, we are a family of ministry. We run, um, as I said, the children's program at New Beginnings Church. Noah does the youth um, at our church. And then my husband and I and my um, daughter Rebecca and Trey Allen work on Wednesday nights with the kids for our Boys and Girls Clubs, which is missionettes and Royal Rangers so as you can tell children um, is my passion um, my whole I was called into the ministry, ministry when I was 12 years old and knew that I would be working with kids and I absolutely love it um, but it doesn't stop at new beginnings I'm also the Ohio Kidman um, or the Ohio kids camp director working under Stacey Petty and I also work with Lena Mooney as far as BGMC is concerned So, (laughs) lots of kid stuff and we are very busy as far as ministry is concerned. So, with that being said, um, we are going to look at the eight goals of, this is not going to, there must be a major delay. So the eight goals of children's ministry. Number one, powerful in prayer, responsive in worship, biblically fluent, spirit empowered, actively serving, bold in faith, giving selfishly, and living like Christ. So before I get started, can I tell you that I am not a master in all of these. Um, Probably not one of them, because we are continuously growing each and every day, continuously learning, and um, doing our best to grow. But I will give you the information. I will give you examples of what we do and examples of what I've seen done. But before we even look at any of these goals, we need to look at the kids that are going to be in our kid ministry and the way that they learn okay um, because that is extremely important because if we don't take that into consideration then trying to teach these eight goals and is, is not going to work if we don't take into consideration how um, they learn um, and I'm talking about visual auditory and active there we go visual auditory, kinesthetic, being active. So the visual learner, um, they're going to be looking at eyes. They're going to be, and I have to apologize, I rearranged my slides last night after I um, printed this all off. So this is kind of like in the middle of the presentation, but now I put it at the beginning because I felt last night it needed to be changed. So I apologize off of the bat. But that visual learner is going to be seeing things through their eyes. They're going to be watching all of the action. So if you're a visual person right now, you're watching me walk. All right? You're more concerned with where I'm going, how I'm moving, than actually the words that I'm saying. Or you're more focused on the screen okay? because that's a visual learner. Um, you're going to be watching um, for pictures. The students that um, you have in your Kidman department, they're going to be looking at the screen. They're going to be looking at visual props that you have. I encourage you to bring real-life props into your um, Kidman. They're going to learn through all use of media. All right, so we want to make sure that we're incorporating that somewhere in your messages. The next one is going to be your auditory. I'm going to have to learn how to do this here. So I have to do it towards that, okay. So your auditory learner, they are um, ears. Okay, they're, they're ear motivated. They learn by listening. They're going to learn by the changes in your voice. Okay, if I get excited and my voice raises, they're going to perk up right then. All right, and you're going to catch their attention. I encourage you to change your voices during your lessons. Um, try to get excited. Try to, um, you know, when you're imp- um, pressing an important point, make your voice change. All right? When you want to grab their attention and you're, you're talking about something that's sensitive, something that's emotional, bring your voice down because you're still going to dra- uh, draw them in um, at that time. They learn by watching and hearing drama. They learn when we incorporate storytelling into Bible lessons. Now, somebody, some people think that storytelling is this made-up fable or something that's make-believe, but it's not. We can turn a Bible story into a storytelling time. All right, and make it come alive with our voice. So that's going to be that auditory learner. (laughs) And then we have active learning, which that's going to be the kid that um, learns by doing. And then um, they're going to be part of your drama teams. They're going to be the ones that you want to pick to help you okay that to have them stand up to demonstrate incorporate these kids as I said into your drama teams your worship teams um, your puppet teams for example if I want to incorporate all three of these um, types of learners into a um, lesson let's talk about Jesus calming the storm or Peter walking on water number one I'm going to bring a boat Okay, because that visual learner is now focused on the, the, vote, the boat they're seeing. Um, the um, kinesthetic, the um, doing, okay, I'm going to put a kid inside the boat to represent Peter. All right? I'm going to put a kid outside the boat to represent Jesus. All right? and I'm going to reenact and then I'm going to have someone be the narrator. So that they're hearing it, they're seeing it, and now they're participating. Alright, so those are the three types of learners. Now we're going to look at um, the eight goals. I don't understand this. Somebody um, technologically advanced here because I must not be. So, so the first one is powerful in prayer. Um, kids will learn to discover God through prayer. Alright, prayer is extremely, extremely, extremely important. As they learn to pray actively, they're going to sense His presence. All right, they're going to experience God. So, how are kids going to learn to pray? As leaders, we have to be the examples. Um, We—they need to hear you pray by example. Um, I'm going to challenge you to be a leader that leads and directs, um, that um, is not afraid to stand up in front of your kids and to pray. And can I be honest with you? Can I be real? Um, your prayers can be simple. Okay? Um, You can stand up in front of the room, sit in front of the room, whatever it may be. Uh, Dear Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for the sunshine. Thank you for my boys and girls. I love you, Jesus. Amen. Okay? It can be simple. It does not have to be theoretical as far as words are concerned. It, you don't have to use large, big words um, because number one, the kids aren't going to understand it anyways. All right. Plus, if we want them to learn to pray, they need to be able to say the words as well. And they're going to learn by short and simple. Um, your prayers can be direct and they have to come straight from the heart. All right, straight from the heart. Um, When we we talk about um, the Lord's Prayer and when the disciples said, Jesus, teach us how to pray, what did Jesus say? Okay, he gave us the Lord's Prayer, but he also said, don't be like the hypocrites, using those big words or repeating the same thing over and over and over again for show. All right, we want to be able to model and teach the kids um, directly from our hearts. Sincere, simple prayers. Um, as far as prayers by example, I mean, by make priority, make time for prayer. When you set up your lessons for um, your Sunday or your Wednesday, whatever it may be, prayer time needs to be intentional. All right, Where? what does your prayer lesson plan look like? Does it have points underneath it? Um, With it being intentional, figure out what goals you have for your prayer time. How is it wrapped around the lesson? Um, Don't make prayer something you do quickly at the end of your service to wrap it up because you see a couple parents starting to come to the door. Oh my goodness, we got to pray. Hurry up, everybody, bow your heads, close your eyes. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. All right, we don't want kids to get the idea that prayer time is rushed and prayer time is, is hurry up, let's go, let's get to the point, and, and it's done and over with. All right, we want to make sure that um, the kids are participating in prayer, we want to make it natural to them. Um, and let me tell you, the more they participate, the more natural it will become. Um, how many of you, by a show of hands, have, have your kids pray for other kids? Great. Great, all right? We need to be encouraging our kids to pray for other kids. Ask them, what can I pray with you today? What are your needs? Um, And and teach them to to pray for one another, all right? Teach them that prayer is more than just asking God for help or I need you to do this, God, all right? Um, We need to um, incorporate um, prayers that include worship, Include praising Him and thanking God. That is just as important as bringing our needs to the Lord. And kids at a small age need to understand that when we worship, we're praying. When we're praising, we're praying. All right? And as um, leaders, we need to model by demonstrating that. We need to model and demonstrate the love that we have for prayer. In our own lives, let kids see the passion that you have in prayer. Um, let them hear the sincereness in your voice. You know, it's okay for leaders to cry in front of their kids. It, I mean, if it's come to a a time in your in the prayer time in your lesson where you know you as a leader has been touched, let the kids see that Jesus has touched you. All right, Jesus is an emotional God. We are emotional when it comes to prayer time when Jesus has touched us. All right. It's okay to get down on our knees in front of our kids um, as we pray. We don't always have to stand in front of them. Um, you know, um, there's been times when, you know, um, in chapel Bad school where the Lord has really been moving in the Holy Spirit, and I, I lay, lay down on the floor. You know, just as, you know, God, I'm giving it all to you. All right, and our, our kids need to see that. Overall, let kids see and hear um, you pray. All right, so um, as I said, be an example, demonstrate your love. Let kids see and hear you pray. All right, number two, the second goal um, talks about being responsive in worship. So what does worship do? Number one, worship introduces kids to a deeper understanding of God, of who he is, what he's going to do for you, how he loves you, how he cares for you. Worship also changes the way kids look and feel about God. Um, They change from the idea of, oh, God's the one I learned about today at, at church, to God is my friend. God is the one that created me. God is the one that loves me, all right? So it becomes personal when we go into this responsive um, worship time. Worship allows kids to show their love to God. Um, worship allows kids to experience his presence. Um, worship um, is a time that God can pour out his love on, on the kids. And sometimes during worship, we might have a time where we're just quiet, Listening for the voice of God. So, when are those opportunities um, as far as worship um, is concerned? Um, number one, we think of worship when we sing a song, right? That's the first thing that comes to your mind is we we sing a song. Um, Sometimes it's during an interlude or during a transition period um, on a Sunday morning or in your Wednesday night groups. Maybe worship comes during the message. Um, Maybe it's um, during a response time or a response element that you've worked into on the morning. Maybe it's during the altar call All right, or the prayer experience. How many of you have ever incorporated prayer experience into your Sunday mornings? Okay, if you haven't, I encourage you to walk through the prayer stations and the prayer experience that we have here. Take pictures and incorporate that into your um, program as well. So let's talk about the song element. Um, worship involves more than motion songs. Yes, motions are good. Yes, motions get the kids excited. They, they're upbeat. They get them involved. But worship is more than that. Um, true worship is heart-to-heart communication between us and between our Father. All right? Um, so we should plan out our worship. Okay? Don't just pick a song here or there, um, but pick songs that are going to bring something out and start your lesson so that worship flows into prayer, that flows into your lesson, that flows into your altar call, that flows into your response time. All right? So that there's a constant theme throughout the entire morning so that we connect A to B to B to see, and so forth, all right? Um, simple songs, all right? Fewer words, they, they repeat, all right? The kids can learn them very quickly. Um, big thing, demonstrate worship to your kids. Um, it's okay to have a worship team with the, with the older kids um, but encourage those kids that are your worship team encourage them to do motions encourage them to lift their hands encourage them to close their eyes and I encourage you as leaders to do that as well Okay? because how many of us miss the adult worship because you're in with the kids um, can our kid worship be just as influential as our adult worship absolutely absolutely um, and, you know, um, just because it's a different tone or a different type of song doesn't mean that God can't meet us in that, in that kid's song. All right. Um, as I said, demonstrate worship. Raise your hands. Close your eyes. Bow to your knees. Um, let your kids hear you. Pray out loud. All right. Again, be that um, example as far as um, what, they, what worship is, what prayer is. All right, so as far as um, the message, okay, we're going to go to a couple, oops, we're going to go to um, a couple examples. Message response. So when do we incorporate worship as far as message response is concerned? Well, after the message is given, okay? Um, Why? Well, we allow the kids to be in God's presence and we allow the message to come forth in a prayer time or in a worship time. So we teach the lesson, we teach the, the point that we're trying, we're trying to get across to them, and then we're going to connect that to this worship time. All right? Um, it allows God, uh, the kids to be in God's presence. It allows them to reflect on the message. What is God speaking to them? All right, um, and, and then it allows them to worship. We learn to respond to the prompting of the Holy Spirit based on the message. And sometimes during this time, it might be where we play a soft music and we just tell the kids, I want you to go somewhere and sit quietly. And I want you to listen to what the Lord has for you. Listen for his voice. All right. And sometimes that might be a time of journaling. Maybe you give the boys and girls a piece of paper and a pencil or a crayon and you say, what's God speaking to you? What does this message mean to you? Um, maybe, maybe you incorporate a prayer wall, why that, why that worship song is playing. Um, maybe they draw a picture. But the bottom line is, what did this message say to you? What does it mean to you? What is God saying to you? Um, and reflection is extremely important with worship. And this is an intentional time um, set aside to watch the Holy Spirit move in the lives of your kids. All right. And that's an important word when we say intentional um, because um, intentional is it's on purpose. All right. You have intentionally set this up for God to intentionally touch your kids, and He will. Okay, um, These are op- opportunities, as I said, for your kids to experience Jesus. All right? Um, leaders need to keep it simple. They need to teach their kids to respond to the Holy Spirit, and leaders, you need to respond to the Holy Spirit as well, during that moment. Um, sometimes we have to step outside of the leader role and we become part of a part- we become the participant as well. Um, so that we are part of and we're not always seen in the eyes of the kids as oh that's my leader over there that she's not doing this right now okay we need to be the participant as well leaders best model worship by, by providing intentional opportunities for kids to experience Jesus and isn't that what it's all about experiencing Jesus from the time they're born all the way till the time they're fifth, sixth grade, and they leave our kidmen, and they go into the youth. As um, Pastor Mark was saying, what a difference our youth would be if as kidmen, we get these eight goals and they get set in their life on how to pray intentionally, how to um, be responsive in worship, how to be biblically fluent, and then they become that seventh and eighth grader, that ninth grader, then that high schooler, and they've got that firm foundation. Biblical foundation. So that's where we're going into next. Biblical fluency. As leaders, we must, everybody say we must. must. Teach our kids to know God's word. All right? They have to memorize it. They have to get it in their hearts so that when things come up, They have the word to stand on and um, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. By the stripes of Jesus I am healed. All things are possible through Christ who gives me strength. They can repeat those Bible verses that they learn, that they memorize, that they are biblically fluent in and they recall it. As leaders we must, must teach our kids to apply. What does that verse mean to you? What is it saying to you? How do we take God's word and how do we apply it to our life every day? Give me an example. Give me, you know, um, um, a way that you can use this at school. Okay? How could you use this with your friends? All right? So it's important that they learn how to apply. Not just memorize. This is what the Bible says. But I'm memorizing it and now I'm using it, okay. Um, We must teach um, to our kids level. What does that mean? How many of you have a fire Bible? Okay. All right. It's in a language that they can understand. All right. If I'm reading um, to my uh, second graders King James Version... Okay, they're not gonna understand it. They're gonna look at me like, Mr. Iffield, what in the world are you saying? (laughs) Well, there's a bunch of these, those, and those, and you know, whatever. All right, and it's nothing against the King James Version, but when you're talking about kids, they have to understand it. All right, Um, when when they're biblical fluent, you can ask a question. What do you think this means? Um, How can I use it in my life? Use curriculum that enhances your um, um, curriculum or your your, um, teachings every day. Pray for the Bible to come alive in your lessons. Don't be one that just stands up there. All right, this is what we're going to do today. This is what my lesson plan is. Sometimes the lesson plan has to go over here, (laughs) and that's hard. Sometimes it's hard to step away and say, okay, that's what I had planned, but the Holy Spirit is moving us in a different direction, okay? So, um, so that, that is where we ha- find that Bible that comes alive. We use different translations. I love the Message Bible, okay? I don't use it all the time, but when there's ver- the, certain verses that I can pull out of there and I know that it's going to get my point across better, Alright, I use it. All right. Because it's everyday language that the kids can use and the kids can understand. Um, use different learning styles and techniques to be able to reach your children. Can I tell you, being a teacher and being in schools, not every child learns the same way. I know that's, that's a new concept, I understand. Okay, and what, can I tell you what worked last Sunday might not work next Sunday. Okay, because they come in from a different week, and, um, you know, and the more children you have, the more learning styles you're, you're going to see. Okay. You, you might go back to that visual learner and they're doing wonderful but then that visual learner has a little bit of auditory and then that action leader learner, um, they're throwing the action out the window today but they're going back to visual. So they also change as they grow. Just because they're visual at age 3 doesn't mean by age 7 and 8 they're still visual. So we constantly have to be on our toes and use different approaches all the time. Do not get in the rut of this is how we do it every single Sunday. This is my lesson plan. This is what we're doing. And you saw it's kind of like the get up. You do your hair. You get a shower. You go to McDonald's. You get the coffee. You go to work. You understand? Okay. We sometimes we ha- we have to break that cycle. All right. So the next thing, number four, spirit empowered. How many of us want our kids to be spirit empowered? Yes. Whoo! Yes. Spirit empowered for um, the Holy Spirit, for Jesus, okay? They need to have power for ministry, all right? Kids in your ministry are going to be called, all right? God has a plan and a purpose, a future for each one of them, okay? And can I tell you, just because they're called to be a teacher and not in the ministry does not mean they're not called by God. Amen. Okay, so we got. Sometimes we got to get out of that idea that to be called by God, it has to be in a ministry type role. No, no. If you, you can be called by God to be used in the dentist field, you can be called by God to be a stay-at-home mom, you can be called by God to be, um, you know, in, in an office, office position, called by God to be a teacher, God will call you and put you in the place where he wants you to minister and use those opportunities that God gives us, all right? Um, we need to be spirit-empowered for service, okay? To be able to go out and serve, all right? And that takes kids out of a comfort zone. That, can I tell you that takes adults out of a comfort zone as well? I mean, yeah. All right, Um, we need to be spirit empowered for evangelism to go out into the world to baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, teaching them about Jesus. We have to be spirit empowered and led by the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you, we need to be spirit empowered to be able to live every day? (laughs) How many of us need the Holy Spirit to live each and every um, day? All right, leaders. We must be able to teach the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts of the Spirit. All right. That should be a goal. All right. Number five, giving selfishly. Okay. Selfishly. All right. Yeah. Selfish. Yeah. That's, yeah. Sorry about that. That's a typo. All right. Teach compassion, all right? Compassion is missing, Amen. all right? Compassion is missing in the year 2021. Because can I tell you, kids, in 2021, who's it about? It's all about me. Uh-huh. What can you do for me? What are you going to do for me? And what will you do for me?
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, that's why I was just <laughs> going to say that, yes. That's the society of today. Today okay, we, uh, we need to get out of that society, and we need to get back to the basics of what can I do for other people, all right, and that's where this fifth goal of children's ministries, because when kids are brought up in a ministry of serving as children, what are they going to do as teens? They're going to go to Missions Extreme, and they're going to serve in Missions Extreme. Then they're going to go get into high school, and they're going to serve on um, outreaches, all right? And, uh, and it continues. So how do you do this? Well, there's different programs. There's different outreaches. There's different things that you can do to teach your kids about the world, the needs of our world, and it's outside of Columbus, Ohio, okay? When you, when you talk to kids about the needs of Africa, the needs of China, the people of other countries that they don't have beds to sleep in, that they're, they're just laying on the... They don't, they don't understand that concept, okay, because they can't see it. It's outside of their realm, all right? So we need to begin to teach them about the needs of our world. Teach them about missions. Let them feel missions. How many of you do BGMC in your churches? Good it's a start. Okay, BGMC Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge has an entire curriculum, all right? That talks about and teaches about the needs of our world. Convoy of Hope. All right? Sp- speed the Light, I could put up there. You know, as far as mission programs that we can teach and have the kids understand what it means to have compassion, service projects. Okay, when was the last time we put together, you know, um, bags uh, for the homeless people? Okay, you know, soap and maybe a washcloth, maybe some granola bars or, or something like that. And, you know, you don't have to go very far. Yeah. I mean, really, um, I, I'm in the middle of South Columbus. All I have to do is pull out of my church parking lot, my school parking lot, go about a mile down the road, and I see them on every corner. Okay? Some of it's right in our, right in our backyard, right. okay, and, and, you know, so, so we, we get these service projects and then, of course, Missions Extreme Camp with our fifth and sixth graders, and that's really, you know, where they go into a church, into a neighborhood, and they are doing the outreach, they're learning how to go into the cities, how to go into other places, and to have compassion. Leaders develop selfless, uh, selfless giving by teaching kids about the needs of our world. All right? Um, our kids need to become part of the solution. Amen. Okay? Part of the solution. How are you going to help? Okay? What can you do to make a difference? Let's talk about this. Okay? Okay? Stacey Petty, what are you going to do today? We're going to change the world. How are we going to do that? One person at a time. Yeah, yeah. One kid at a time. One kid going to the next kid and tell him, you know what, I have a friend, his name is Jesus. Let me tell you about him. All right? So our kids need to become part of the solution. All right? And that leads us into actively serving. Okay? Do you know that a, a five-year-old can actively serve in your church? Yes.
1: Okay,
0: ma'am. Right? Yeah. Hey, do you want to help in big church today? Can you pass out the bulletins to everybody? Yeah. Hey, we're going to go in big church today and, and we're, we're just going to greet. We're going to say hi to every single person that comes. Now don't touch them today. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> all right. But you understand what I'm saying. You, you start that at a young age, okay, and that continues to filter from year to year to year, and then it's inbred in here, and they don't even think about serving. I have a, um, we, we started with our new Ohio Kidman um, project for BGMC. It's uh, all relating to Africa. And we're talking about actively serving. I have a five-year-old in kindergarten. We, I, we kicked it off this week. They get a map of Africa, and for every $5, they get to color in one of the countries w- inside of Africa. And for $260, they will have completed the entire country. I have a five-year-old that took the paper home, and he hung it up by his bed. He says, that country's mine. That country is mine. And he actually said he will have all 52 countries. He says, Mom and Dad, that's my goal. And I'm going to have a lemonade stand this summer. I'm going to have a bake sale. And this is a five-year-old. Okay? But he's trying to find reasons and how to actively serve and change his world because he wants to what? Serve other people. Because other people mean more to him than himself. And can I tell you, kids want to belong. Yes. And they don't care how it looks or what, what it, it, it ends up being. Kids want to belong. They want to fit in. They want to be part of a community. They, they want to um, be loved. All right? They want to be able to serve. And they want to be able to help. And that's the nature of a kid. So really when we talk about this goal of actively serving, it's part of their nature. Really it is. And then we get to develop it into, bigger, into something bigger. So leaders need to develop servants by creating opportunities for kids To minister, all right, opportunities for kids to serve, opportunities for kids to step out of their box, okay, their comfort zone, okay, and become active servants, not just in their church, but in their neighborhoods, in their communities, and then we're even going to go broader into their into Columbus, into their large cities, and now we're into the state of Ohio. And then from Ohio, we get into the United States. And from the United States, we go out into the world. Okay? Because we start here, and then it broadens out. All right. So bold in faith. How many of us want boldness? Absolutely. All right? Kids being bold. Bold. Is easy for them because they don't think about it yet. All right? So if you tell kids, hey, I want you to step out, I want you to shout for Jesus, I want you to be willing to pray, I want you to be willing to read your Bibles every day, they're going to say, okay, Mrs. Highfield, I'll do it. Okay? Because they have that boldness already because no one smashed it yet. Okay? That no one has smashed it yet. All right. So we have to take that excitement and we have to grow it, okay? And make sure it starts here and it just continues all over, okay? Kids that have seen God work, okay? Think about your your churches. Think about your your kidmen, okay? Kids that have seen God work are willing to pray. Because they get it. All right? They're willing to pray. They are more apt to read their Bible faithfully. Why? Because they've seen it work. They know the words. They know the verses. They know the truth in the Bible. Kids that have seen God work, are they know the plan of salvation. They know A. They know B. They know C. Accept, believe, confess. Or admit, sorry. All right? And they not only know it, but they can share it, all right, to others. They're able to step out in faith and talk to others about God. Can I tell you what God has done in my life? You see, when they get sheltered or they get kind of smashed, that happens later on in life when someone doesn't listen or someone says, I don't want to hear about Jesus. But at at our kids' level, they're excited to tell somebody about Jesus, okay? They are able to step out in faith. They use their voice. So what is our job as leaders? Our job is to equip our kids. Give them the tools to be bold in their faith. And how do we do that? How many of you have ever shared your story to your kids in your church services? How many of you stepped out and said, you know what? I'm not perfect. I have made mistakes. I have sinned, but God brought me through. God saved me. You see, don't be afraid to share um, your story with your kids. All right, Be personal with your kids. They want to be able to... Um, to respect they want to be able to to cling on they want to be able to connect all right they don't we don't want our kids to look at us as leaders okay you ready I'm a leader you're all my kids I'm perfect I know everything all right no because you see I yeah. I'm just the opposite. I don't know it all. I'm not perfect. I have made lots and lots of mistakes. But I have a God that is full of grace and mercy. All right. That loves me. All right. And he will do the same for you. So make it personal. Tell your stories. Have, Have kids tell their stories. Have adults Come into your kidmen and tell their stories. All right? Talk about miracles. Some kids have never experienced a true life miracle. We talk about the miracles in the Bible. We talk about what Jesus can and will do. But what an experience these kids can have if you bring somebody in that's had a true miracle in their life. And they can say, I have a miracle to share with you. This is what God did for me. This is how God changed my life. All right? Let it become real. Let kids know that God is still a God of miracles. That it's not something that just happened in the Bible. But that it happens today. It happens today. As I said, always share, um, allow, uh, share your experiences, but let kids share their experiences. And it needs to be unfiltered. Okay? You know why? Because when we say, okay, what are you going to say? Okay, well, you better not say that. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you just stopped them. You just stunted them. Okay? Oh, I don't have anything to say now. Just forget it. It wasn't important. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So if you're going to ask them for their story, let them tell their story. Mm -hmm. Okay. And use their stories. All right. Have kids share their answers to the following questions. Where did I see God move this week? Have any of you asked that question on a Sunday? You know, especially, you know, I know some kids aren't back in school. Okay, but they might be, where did you see God this week at school? How did you see um, God this week? How did he move? Were there any God sightings? And let them, let them share. And then celebrate. Celebrate what kids are seeing, what kids are hearing. And then you say, "Well, well, how did you show Jesus this week? What did you do? To to show Jesus, all right. Um, ooh, all right. Um, teach kids, as I said earlier, they are called by God. Each and every one of us are called by God. God wants to use each one of us, but in different capacities. Can I tell you if we were all pastors or all preachers or all evangelists? Um, Who's going to teach our children? All right. right. Who are we going to go to when we're not feeling well? Who's going to clean our teeth? Who's going to watch our children when we go to work? Right? And I think sometimes we get into the mis idea that in order to be called by God, you have to be in the ministry. But that's not always the case. Because every single one of us are called by God to be used by him. He has a plan, he has a purpose, and he has a future for every one of us, Jeremiah 29 and And we can stand on that verse every single day. All right, so kidmen leaders must give um, our kids the tools to be bold in their faith. So what's um, one last thing to say? What's our desire as a Kidman leader? What's our desire or our goal? Your goal for every one of your kids, besides the eight goals. But your main, number one main goal is that kids leave our ministry not only changed, but ready to change the world. We equip them, all right? We equip them with the tools, we give them boldness, all right? We give them encouragement, all right? We lift them up. We tell them they can do it, all right? Every kid that comes through our ministry would love and live for God for the rest of their lives. That doesn't mean we're not going to make mistakes because we will. And we need to teach our kids that. We need to teach our kids that we will make mistakes. Because if we don't, when they do make a mistake, they're not going to know what to do. Okay? They're not going to know what to do. And then that, like I said, that last one is um, to leave our ministry not only changed, but ready to change the world. And it's one kid at a time. So, as far as the eight goals are uh, concerned, number one, powerful in prayer. Number two, we have um, responsive in worship. Number three, biblically fluent, spirit-empowered, actively serving, bold in faith, giving selfishly, and living like Christ. So that they are fully equipped to go out into the world and to change it for Jesus. All right, so we have about 15, 10 or 15 minutes. So this is question Q&A time. So is there anything that you would like to talk about concerning the eight goals? Um, how to, has anybody, you know, had some um, ways that you've brought this into your kidmen differently than what I've presented? Because there's more than one way. You know, the ways are, are in, uh, endless. What's, what's something that you learned? What's, what's one thing that you took from this? Nothing? Oh. <laughs> it, it is overwhelming, I will tell you that. It is, it is a lot of information. Um, it is overwhelming, but this is what I'm going to tell you. Take one step at a time. Don't look at all eight goals and and go back to your your homes or or your desk or your your children's ministry area and say, okay, how am I going to put all eight goals into my lesson today? It won't work. Okay, and I'm going to tell you this. You will fail. I'm just going to tell you that right off the bat. Okay, and that's not negative. Yes, opportunities, that's, that's a big thing, okay? Open up your lessons to give them opportunities to, to grow, opportunities to pray, opportunities to be bold, opportunities to serve, you know, and talk about those words to your kids. But don't look at all, the, all eight goals and say, how am I going to implement every one of these into my lesson? Okay, you'll be overwhelmed, okay? That's kind
1: of like, you know, the bracelets where they have the colors. Yes. And I always say, you know, we get to the green. I think sometimes we need, like, a lot of green mm-hmm. to let them realize they keep growing. Right, it's an every day. You're
0: a, growing every day. You,
1: know, you have one green on there, and I keep yeah. thinking, no, we grow all our lives. Yeah. I used to tell right. girls that when we make those bracelets. I know there's one green on here, but there could be many. Right. We, I'm still growing. Yes. None of us are perfect. Absolutely. Oh, so we grow
0: we're gone. right so when you look at these eight goals look at them as this is how we're growing every day okay this is how we're growing to prayer this is how we're growing to serve this is how we're growing to be bold to be able to step out okay this is how we're growing to worship okay you may have kids that 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 won't raise their hands Okay? You may have kids that, you know, that their worship is here. Okay? And that's okay. But eventually, by giving them opportunities, by giving different um, ways of worship, and by you modeling worship and having kids that you know would be comfortable, you know, coming to the front during a worship song and helping to lead, that will. Help those that are a little bit more introverted. Okay. So please don't don't take oh I gotta implement all eight of these goals if I'm supposed to be doing what a while Kidman is doing. No, no, no. No. All right. Pick pick one. I mean we didn't learn to walk one day. We first we, we crawled and then we, we held on to something and then we eventually let go. You know, well Kidmin's the same way okay, you, you take baby steps, okay, and can I tell you, we're all learning together, no one is at the peak, as far as, as far as our walk with the Lord, and teaching our kids about Jesus, I mean, it is a day by day step, good, I like that, opportunities,
1: and for the younger ones, I just like to say, to show you it works, I'm 70, so I've been doing this a whole mm-hmm. time. And our children's leader, Pastor, is becoming Pastor now. I had her in my class. Mm-hmm. And then I had her daughter. And it shows that it builds upon itself and it does work.
0: It. Yeah. It's that foundation.
1: The younger ones encourage it, does. Yeah. It's I would not have known that back then. If that's where she would be now. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing. Anyone else? Don't give
1: up. These yeah. yeah. Right. Don't give up.
0: No. Yep, and I will tell you we, and you will know this when I'm about ready to say, it, we are in this major spiritual warfare. <laughs> and can I tell you the enemy is after our kids?. He is after our kids because our kids are the next generation. He's not worried about us, okay? He's not worried about us. He's worried about my second graders, my third graders, my fourth graders, my fifth grade, my seventh eighth, and ninth graders.
1: And with all the devices yes. that's in everybody's hands,
0: yes. they, they see it before we see it. Yes. So we 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 have a huge uh, spiritual yes. job, a huge spiritual opportunity before us, and uh, so so just just I can't I can't emphasize it enough. Pray for your kids. Pray for them by name, by name, and see. The potential that they have through the eyes of Jesus, mm-hmm. through the eyes of Jesus. Yes. It, uh, just said you were about mm-hmm. I think
1: one of the main things which
0: comes
1: against the enemy is prayer. Mm-hmm. So I'm yes. Them prayer
0: is the first. Thing. Yeah. Yes. Well, and prayer is number one, and then number two is the word. Exactly. Because what what did Jesus use to combat combat Satan after the wilderness thing? You know. Yeah. I mean, it was the word. And what did he do? He fled. Yes, he did. He had nothing to stand on. Yes. You know, and that, and we need to show that to our kids. When we use the word, all right, that gives us strength. That gives us power. And then we move into being spirit empowered. Yes. All right. So all of these goals are not separate. Right. Okay, these goals are all interlocking. Okay? You begin with prayer and, or, or worship and those interlock together and then you go from prayer and worship, you go to, um, to biblic, being biblically fluent and knowing the word and being able to, to state the word and memorize and so forth. Then you go into using the word and go out into the world and spread the gospel through service okay? and having a heart for other people. But all eight are connected and interwoven, all right? And you're probably using a lot of these already, but you, we, just, we, we just didn't know. And you increase what, what you're doing, and you put in more opportunities. All right, let me pray for you. Dear precious Father in heaven, we come to you. And Lord Jesus, thank you for this weekend. Thank you for every person that took out of their daily um, schedule and their time to come today, Lord Jesus, to, to learn and to experience more of you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this time that we've had. Lord, my prayer is, is that something that was said this morning touched hearts and touched minds, Lord Jesus, and to um, enabled us to start thinking, what can I do? how can I do more of this on my weekly basis with my kids? Lord, I pray for each church that's represented here, Lord Jesus. Lord, you know the names, you know the locations, but Lord, I pray right now that you would go forth in their buildings and that whatever needs to take place, Lord Jesus, Lord, I pray for ears to be opened, hearts to be opened, Lord, as we prepare for tomorrow, Lord, and as we begin as kid pastors and kids leaders and kid ministers, as we begin to prepare for Easter Lord Jesus Lord I pray right now that your will be done Lord Jesus Lord thank you for this time that we've had together I lift each one of my brothers and sisters up to you Lord Jesus whatever their needs may be we lay them at your feet and in Jesus name we pray amen Amen. I hope you guys have a great day if you can just leave the clipboards on the chairs um, that would be great I'm here um, to serve you so if there's Ever anything that I can help you with regarding Kidman, um, you can locate me on Facebook or through Stacy Petty.